Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Ballcaps and Bagpipes, a Scottish baseball podcast. I am John McKellar. I am running solo this evening. My broadcast partner, Jason Dare, is currently at a work function and is expecting to be drinking until about 4am. So it's just me this week. I am, however, joined by two very special guests. Uh, we're going to first bring on Ewan Spence uh, of Baseball Scotland. He has been the official scorer for Edinburgh-based uh, baseball games this year. Um, he's also a podcaster in his own right, so I'm going to ask him about that later. Afterwards, uh, we will speak to Marina De Angelis of the Tayport Breakers. Um, she's going to talk to us about the um, Breakers' run to the Caledonia Classic this past Sunday. And of course, uh, if anyone saw the live stream of the game this past Sunday, you'll know that they, for the first time ever, won that Caledonia Cup, beating last year's winners, uh, despite going down by four runs early on in the game. Um, so without further ado, uh, let's take a quick look at the score. Um, it was 9-7 breakers, the final score over uh, the Edinburgh Diamond Devils team that had won eight in a row, including the semi-final coming in. So the second half of this season was basically dominated by the Diamond Devils. Um, the Tayport Breakers, however, as uh, my guest Ewan Spence said at the top of the broadcast on Sunday, they were a team this season that were always at their best with their backs to the wall. They found themselves down in a lot of situations and there's just zero quit in this team whatsoever. Uh, that proved to be the case again this past Sunday. And despite the fact that they were against a team that was had won eight straight, um, a team that was at home, the Devils, uh, it's worth noting, had the home field advantage. Uh, the Breakers were able to come from behind late on and take the 9-7 to seven victory. Um, let's bring our first guest on. And the first guest I'm going to speak to tonight is Ewan Spence of Baseball Scotland. Ewan Spence, welcome to the show. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening to all our listeners around the world. Hello, John, how are you? I am very well, Ewan. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I know that we only really met properly this past Sunday, um, but you've become... Uh, a bit of a fixture around the Edinburgh baseball. Why don't you talk about how you got involved with the baseball in Edinburgh and a wee bit about your role as the scorer of the games? Yeah, let, let's start at the end. I am allegedly the official scorer, and I think that's by dint of nobody else wanted to do it or was quite sure how to do the squiggly shapes. <laughs> uh, there you go. It's a skill. It's like, you know, I can't throw a ball. There you go. But I can draw a line that says where the ball went. So that's perfectly fine. I think it really started for me just before lockdown. Uh, I've followed baseball because of my work that takes me to America occasionally. So I've been on the MLB, at bat subscription and all of that uh, for a good 10, 10, 12 years now. And just before lockdown kicked off, I'm just walking home one day past Warrison Fields. And it's like, that looks like baseball. That is baseball. Oh, that's interesting. Little walk down the field training session just kind of looked around a little bit shy said oh, got to remember that look it up when i get home got home all right they've got a facebook page great and then lockdown happened so that idea went on the back burner and at the start of this year it was a case of i, I need to get out of the house i need to do something i need to re-engage but still you know not really want to be in a closed space still feeling a little bit awkward uh, around a lot of things we just bring that down there and I just thought, oh, yeah, there's the baseball. So sent a little Facebook message into, turned out to be Paul. I said, oh, pop down at the training session on the, the, the midweek and uh, we'll have a chat. Uh, and I think at that point it was, uh, oh, right, we've got somebody else who wants the game. And it's just like, I'm like, no, no. Happy to be involved. 
what else can I do? You know, because my thing with, with any sort of these clubs is there's there's always stuff to do at the back end as well as front of house. Um, and it was a sort of rundown, you know, what, what can you do? What can't you do? And, and and I've just been sort of scoring because when I went to see the games over in San Francisco, it's just like, there's a bit of paper, just have some fun with that while we do a three or four hour game. Um, I think that second game, there was like a 17 inning game at Giants Park in an evening <laughs> game. So it's like, it didn't finish till two o'clock in the morning and I was already jet lagged. So it's like, yay! Um, <laughs> that that burned it into my head. So it's like, you know, whenever the season always started in MLB, it's just like, oh, print out a scorecard, keep it going. Uh, eventually turns out that um, I knew enough of what was going on that it was just like, right, start and do that. And that, you know, just pop along on a Sunday, grab a score sheet and just watch along, see how it goes. Huge difference, of course, you know, because you've got some of the best views in the baseball. You can stand right on the sidelines. You can't do that in an American ballpark. Um, you also don't have action replay and you're, you're, you're very low to the ground. So it's quite different. <laughs> scoring it watching in a nice comfy seat in arena or watching it streaming on the tv than actually standing right behind home plate but they're all wonderful and then just over the season it's been a get a little bit better follow through the scores start learning the app uh and then just just working on that and the great thing about scoring is when you get into all those really weird things and the really weird rules you have to know you've got to be completely clear on them or at least enough to know that you, you're not going to put that one down because you can build it up in your chart again. It's a great way to learn beyond the basic rules. You know, so it's just like, you completely, you know, there's no way just watching at home that I would ever need to know the difference between a pass ball and the wild pitch. All I know is something's gone wrong. Let's have some popcorn. Oh, what a surprise. Bart's dropped it again. <laughs> yeah, still bitter, still bitter. Um, but he got better after he came back from the and, and that improved my knowledge of the game. And that improved the scoring of the game. And uh, as you'll have seen there, uh, the um, the Caledonian Classic, it was running the, the iPad and the paper chart at the same time. And, uh, you know, knowing myself which one is right at the time, taking a little note down. And you can come back and uh, print it all out. I think, John, you got the, the, the bits, bits of paper sent over. Uh, I said it did. Yeah, I've, I've got it here. Great examples here. Uh, here, here's here's Tapeworks paper copy. Let me just try and try and try and bring that in. Uh, there's the game, <laughs> um, and and just for for everybody else, um, I've done a nice inked copy, so we've got a better bit of contrast going on here. So we'll just hold this up like a graphic now, uh, and that basically <laughs> describes the game. I'm sure everybody knows what a scorecard looks like, um, and everybody knows that everybody draws them slightly differently. This is how I draw mine. That's the game. We'll have to get it signed by Marina later and get it uh, put up for auction ahead of the awards night. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's probably going to cost more in listing fees than it will earn on eBay. <laughs> what, 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 I, what I really liked is, uh, is it was really easy to get involved. Uh, for, for anybody who's just watching this and it's got only, you're going to have to wait a bit. There, there, there's two single A games um, over the next two, two weekends. But there are lots of things to do. Uh, and that, you know, from setting out the board, or I know that we've got a couple of us are looking to learn the basics of umpiring next year. So that gives options to go from like a one-man or a two-man, two, two umpire crew up to a two-umpire or three-umpire crew. 
in the regular season games. And okay, they might not might not be on top of every single rule, but that's why you've got a crew chief. And it's just like you know, you're there for ninety percent of the calls, and the other ten percent, it's just like yeah, yeah, we we need to have a talk. This is what I saw, what happened. In the same way that this whole season, I've been going, Paul, how do we score what I've just seen there? Yeah. It's just like I can just about describe what happened, but I've got to get it down into like five button presses um, or three squiggly lines. And and you Absolutely. get that. Up and it just gives you an, an extra set of the game. Um, I mean, like yourself, John, when we're doing the commentary, I'm quietly just feeding you notes as we're going on on what's been happening in previous rounds. Because to me, it's dead easy just to look back across that one line for the player. Hopefully very um, quietly and no one at home yet. <laughs> We'll get you a slightly more directional mic next time so nobody can yeah. hear me. Be <laughs> but it's another yeah. way of doing team. Absolutely. And you did join us uh, for a bit of commentary uh, on Sunday. Um, and you, uh, again, you made a great point at the start of the game uh, that the table breakers, this team was always at their best when their back was at the wall this season. Um, they, we saw it in single A, you know, they, it came right down to the final day of the single A season. The breakers obviously beating the Comets. After coming from behind, uh, it was a 5 nothing Comet lead after two innings. The Breakers scored seven on answer to take that title. They did uh, something very similar this past Sunday, and you kind of telegraphed that a bit uh, pre-game. I th I think that is giving me far too much height. No, no, it's perfect. I, I understood the game perfectly like you predicted. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm still at the point where I'm just hope hopefully I've got the shirt numbers down right because I want to look up and go, who is that on third base? Have I got this right? <laughs> Or is that that pair? It is that pair. Oh, good. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've played against these people, uh, both sides, and, and I've st I still struggle with this. So. <laughs> but, but I think the point is for that basic reading of the game. Um, look, I'll, look I'll, I'll go back to this chart now, and you can probably see the difference, actually. So, he, here's the devil's side thing. Uh, and a filled in diamond means you've scored a run. Uh, so, let's keep it simple. So, you can see there, let me just do the pen in this highly advanced graphic that, you know, went off to an absolutely cracking start. And then, look, just absolutely held off in this middle section of the game. Nothing. A really good attempt to try and get back. There's three slap bang at the end, and they weren't that far off, it has to be said. But if we flip that over now um, and have a look at Tapeport, you'll see that such a sluggish start, again, because there, there's not much there. It's just like three and up, three and up, three and up. And then you can just see the pressure building up. You can see the innings going longer. You can see them getting deeper and deeper in the in the batting order each time they come up. And then there's this massive acceleration right at the end of bang, 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 bang. Um, and that that's one of the things I love about scorecards. You can get a three-hour game in, in that amount of space. And you can just look at it and you can see the shape of the game right there just now. Even though you don't understand all the squiggles there, you can see that it started started strong, nothing in the middle, rally at the end. Started slow, built up, built up, built up. You can see the shape, and yep. there, there is a beauty in that. In the same way that, that people have a beauty of just getting a getting it in, getting it out to the boundaries, and hitting the boundary. I'm turning it to cricket now, aren't we? Six. Uh, that's a four. It's not six. Six is that. I know. I don't. There's, I don't watch cricket. <laughs> there's a there's a lovely video of YouTube of a British cricket announcer. It's a spoof trying to do cricket commentary to an American baseball game. Right. It is absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, you can see, see the shape there. Um, and also, you know, you can you can just look along a player's line and you can see the shape of a player's game. You know, if you, if like, if we take, if 
we take um, the professor himself, you know, we just that that's it's like that line there, you can just see that it's strike and then productive and then productive yep. going through. Which Ben, I can just look back and just quietly lean over to you in the commentary going two for three. Because it's just yep. looking back over the line and counting the bottom number and counting how many boxes are done. Two filled in, three boxes, two for three. So do you see yourself uh, sticking around and doing this permanently? I certainly see myself sticking around. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, do I see myself sticking around doing this permanently? Yes, although there is that interest in the umpiring as well. But let's let's see how things go next year. Again, it's like, where where's the help needed? There's no harm in doing both. Both of them need a good thing of the rules. There's a different skill in scorecarding than there is to where to stand on the field and I'm sure I'll be just as ropey at the start of a season and be able to fake it by the end of the season uh, but it's getting involved it's getting in the community getting a club so I don't see why not there's there's there is something satisfying about having to focus that long for three hours and to be able to turn around and reconstruct a game from just a few lines absolutely yeah I completely agree. It was uh, it was a uh, it was quite a good experience to do commentary and have you sitting there doing the scoring because it meant that I was able to concentrate on the kind of what was going on in the current at bat a bit more, um, and not have to try and remember numbers and numbers and numbers and, and this and that. So that was always very nice to have you beside us. And uh, certainly we're going to do it again uh, just a week from Sunday when it comes well, time I'm, for the single A Carbon Classic. Apparently, I am. Yes. <laughs> 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 Nobody's asked him, just told you, oh, you two of you are doing it again, am I? Um, okay, um, I can't drive, I'll need to find a way there, wherever it is, but we'll get something sorted out. But you know, that's <laughs> why, if you think of, this is why I love American sports, because they have the play-by-play -play and they have the colour. And yep. even though we never discussed who was going to take on which role, you know, it, it's, you look back, it's very clear, John, you were doing all the colour. And I was doing all, as much of the play-by-play -play as I could, because I was doing scoring first and then feeding back in. If you had somebody else who was doing the scoring, then I would still be doing the paper copy, but it would be to feed in more numbers to you. Yeah. You know, and there was points we could do that. It's like it took so long to get a base on balls. I don't think we got a base on balls in that game until we got to about the fifth inning. Yeah, I think it was the fourth or the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know I'm looking back in it now. What what's in, what's incredibly interesting is the earned runs. If we just look back um at that. Um Earned runs, yeah, four two to the devils. Wow! <laughs> it just goes to show how how much those couple of errors, in particular, the in the seventh inning, really changed the game. Um, yeah, and it was just like one each, and it's you know, and if you look back at that seventh inning, both of them were you know high scoring. The, the Tapor popped in four runs in their seventh inning. Yeah, uh, and the Devils popped in three, but all of those runs came after two strikes. All of those runs came at, literally at the death. It was just like if there's an out, if there's a bad play here, those two scoring runs end. So when we talk about how close this game was, it's actually even closer when you actually sit down and look at it because going into that seventh inning. Both teams showed that anything could happen. The, and the margins are incredibly small. And that's the way it should be. That's how you get an exciting game. You've got two teams 
equally matched, but with skills in different areas. And they both, in their own way, found their best game running in at the end. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, it's Game of Inches, they call it a Game of Inches, and it's quite, that's been very expertly uh, magnified by both these teams this past Sunday. Um, the Caledonia Classic, of course, won by the Teaport Breakers. We have a member of the Breakers here, uh, former guest. She's coming back on the show again. It's Marina De Angelis. And uh, this time I want to bring her in and get her uh, perspective on the, this past Sunday. Hello, Marina. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hi, Marina. Hey, thanks Marina. so very Hello. much for waiting. Um, <laughs> Uh, thanks so very much for coming back on the show. Um, Marina, uh, this past Sunday, the Teaport Breakers added to their single-A league championship, of course, winning the big one, the Caledonia Classic, Caledonia Cup Champions 2022. Um, for a team that's just finished its second full, full season, that's quite an impressive trophy cabinet already. Uh, first off, just a couple of days removed, what's your perspective on the game itself? Um, yeah, still on a high from it, to be honest. Um, I think it was some, some great baseball played that day. And uh, yeah, I'm just so, so proud of my teammates, every single one of them. Um, I think, uh, you know, we fought tooth and nail throughout that whole game. It was a bit of a slow start, as you guys <laughs> noted there. Um, but we picked up a bit of steam and then we just kept rolling on. And um, yeah, just it's a really beautiful thing when you can just trust everyone of your teammates, everyone you share the field with, everyone on the bench, you just know that you have so much faith in them and that we can make something pretty cool happen. So yeah, I'm just still buzzing. <laughs> now it's been said multiple times uh, on Sunday and of course this evening that the Teaport Breakers are a team that has performed best when the chips are down. Uh, you guys had to come from a five-run deficit in the second inning to win that last game and clinch the single-A division title. Um, it was a similar situation this past Sunday. You gave up the four runs quite early to the Devils. Um, the defensive play in the first inning in particular was pretty shaky. Um, was it a point at that, at that kind of early stage of the game where you guys uh, let the heads drop a bit and it felt kind of like the loss was going to creep in? Because bearing in mind that this was a team that you guys defeated that had won eight in a row since, <laughs> since the All-Star break. Um, so tell, tell me about that. Yeah, um, you know what, like just the day started a bit off, even our infield outfield, I was like, guys, wow, we're not looking too hot, myself included. Um, and it was a bit, um, yeah, not not a great feeling to go in <laughs> the first couple innings. Um, yeah, a couple mistakes were made and the Devils, uh, they capitalized on every mistake that we made. Um, fair enough, they're good ball players. Um, so yeah, I think a great thing about the breakers and something that I've noticed like throughout the last two years is that when we get down, we don't stay down. And I think there's a lot of um, like, nobody's on the team is selfish at all. We just pick each other up and we say, come on guys, make the next play. You know, we're all going to make errors, but it's the play after that's the big, the big deal. Are you going to make the next play? And I think it's just really good that we all were able to pick ourselves up and just carry on. Um, it's easy to get yourself down in baseball. It's a, humbling sport for sure but um yeah it's just really really cool to see us pick it up and then that momentum started so yeah <laughs> not even worried for a second <laughs> speaking of momentum i'm just looking down here you, the team the breakers didn't get on base until the start of the third inning yes and that was you that was me yes <laughs> three up three down in the first inning in the first inning three up three down in the second you walk up and you just go yeah let, let's get on base bang 
<laughs> what does it feel like, you know, knowing that you're just, the whole team is just like, okay, look, next swing will be something. There's, the ball has no memory. The ball has no memory. The ball has no memory. What did it feel like going up to open the third inning? Yeah, it felt good. I was, um, you know, I was ready to hit, honestly. Um, Sylvain's dad made these awesome bats for us and our team. And I thought, man, I can do everything. This is a magic bat. I've been swinging at stuff I should have no business even touching. And I don't know, that bat's magic. So, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, wasn't, um, wasn't discouraged coming up to bat thinking, you know, every time you step up to the plate, it's a new opportunity, um, opportunity to start something off. And, um, yeah, I was really happy that that worked out. <laughs> I mean, I think and you I worked through it. as well. We should point out, you, you took it to a full count. You're sitting yeah. there as 3-2 <laughs> as well. So it, this wasn't, again, it was back back to the wall in that individual at-bat as well. Yeah, definitely. I don't know why I do this. I always get myself two strikes on before I decide to do anything useful. So <laughs> just try to make it interesting. But it's kind of like a microcosm for the whole game. We waited... <laughs> a little bit long to get things started and even in the seventh inning um when we got what four runs or something there that was all on two outs we had no base runners i think there was two outs and then we just had this massive rally um so it's really cool to see us um light a little fire in our bellies even though there's um it looks like you know who's going to be the one to start it and oh we could just roll over and give up there we can um, make something happen now, you, of course, made a huge impact coming up with that. I believe it was a bloop single to straightaway centre field that you started off the third inning with. Um, <laughs> yeah. from, from there, from there, fortunes did turn for the breakers. Um, at what point did you feel like the momentum had truly shifted in the game and that you had a shot at, at, at putting this one away? Yeah, you know what? I think I think it was the third inning. Um, I think we had a clean inning. It Maybe it was the third or the second or something but I think we had a really really clean inning and I'm like that's it guys come on that's what we play like come on we've got this um so yeah it was somewhere in there I think it might have started with a good defensive inning and then we got a couple of runs and I said yeah that's us we're, we're ready to go now um you know would have been nice <laughs> from the get-go but we like to make things interesting <laughs> and of course we would be remiss if we didn't speak of the effect that Shin Yen Lee had on the game um Shin Yen was uh Surprisingly economical, Ewan, with his pitch count, I remember uh, Luis Marino has his kind of bloated quite a bit uh, toward the fifth and sixth innings. Um, but Shin Yen, like he usually does, to be fair, stayed consistent, always looked very calm, never looked like the game was getting away from him, even when it was a 4 nothing deficit. Um, just how important is that guy to the way you guys play your game? Oh, he's, you can't even put into words. He's a massive, massive part of our team, and this wouldn't have been possible without him he was in there day in day out pitching for us throwing incredible games like um just clinical like he's so so good and it's so great to see I remember having chats with him and saying um you know how he used to play himself and I'm like wow what was it like pitching back home for you and he's like oh I didn't really pitch I played shortstop I'm like oh get real are you kidding me <laughs> And he's like, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> I'm happy to play any position, but yeah, I kind of, um, I think he played a lot of his years there. And this guy is insanely good. And just his whole mindset about the game, um, his talent, his determination, um, his pride in the sport. It honestly, it's awesome. And I love, love just chatting to him about baseball in general, but I mean, geez, that guy is insane. No matter 
where we are, he's going to throw strikes. And I just have so much faith in him that he's going to get the job done. And I think all of us almost crapped our pants for lack of a better term when he got that long drive. <laughs> right at him. Yeah. Cucumber and throws it to first. We're thinking, oh my God, please, nothing bad happened to this beautiful human. Um, yeah, we love him. <laughs> what yeah. is it like when when he came into the team? Because there must have been a moment where somebody comes in, but he comes into the team and you're looking out going, okay, yeah, it's great. Welcome. Come on in. Mm-hmm. What can you do? Oh, man. I was like, thank God I don't have to pitch anymore. No, it was oh, just so good to have him. I feel like it, um, when he first came, obviously, he'd been involved in baseball Scotland for a long time, but um, new to the Tayport team. And we were a new team ourselves. I mean, um, I think he came in part way through the season last year. Um, and we had new people kind of rolling in all over the place, people popping up. So it wasn't um, abnormal to have someone pop up out of the woodworks. But my God, we're so happy to to have him. And um, just what he offers, not even just during the games, but during all the practices, his coaching abilities, um, his knowledge of the sport and his ability to talk to players and get them thinking in different ways, whether that be veteran players that have been playing for years and years, whether that be newcomers, some some younger kids coming out to try out the sport. He's so happy to help everyone. And it's so, such a great thing. It's one thing being a great ball player. It's another thing, just being a great person and being able to coach people and help grow the sport. So, yeah. Now, Le Brewer, as he was apparently known back in his Edinburgh days, Mr. Sylvain <laughs> Morisot has an absolutely outstanding game. He yeah. was three for four, I believe, at the plate and uh, made at least three or four outstanding plays out in left field. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me personally, I would have said that Sylvain was probably the MVP of the game, uh, mm-hmm. maybe next to Shin Yen. Um, talk to me about the game he had on Sunday and uh, the effect that might have had on calming you guys down. Oh, jeez. Like, monumental. Um, the catches he made out in left field were clutch. They were incredible. And not everyone can make those plays. Um, I remember this one. There was a far hit ball straight directly over his head. I thought, oh, no, that ball's hit pretty hard. But you know what he did? He turned around, 180, put his head down, sprinted, turned around, found the ball, and caught it. Wow, that is a true baseball player there. That is someone that knows what they're doing. That is a difficult play to make when you completely take your eye off the ball and just sprint and hope like hell that you can find the ball. (laughs) And even that you went far enough, not run into the net. Um, It was incredible. And I I couldn't get over it. Honestly, I thought that was the play of the game. Absolutely. And I know my co-commentator, Paul Convoy, the Baseball Scotland president, was disappointed because he had uh, wanted to hear my home run call. (laughs) At the very death of that fly ball, uh, he managed to uh, prevent that. So what a game the guy had. And and you've been practising it so much, John. (laughs) Um, And it's so beautiful. The touch of French that you were going to put into it, just to give it that certain je ne sais quoi. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> to give an idea just how important uh, Morrisville's catch is, it, that's at the um, the top of the fifth. And at that point, uh, you, your, your score there is 4-3 to the breakers. So you, you're just ahead at mm-hmm. that point. And you're facing the top of the order. And he's already caught a long ball out into mm-hmm. the field. Uh, and then you've got 
the devil's going on first in a single hit blue and then a stolen base. So you've got a runner in a scoring position. You're only one ahead. And this monster bat comes up. And again, this is the one that looks like it's going the distance. If, and if that drops, it's a home run for you, you two runs to go ahead, even if it just ground rule doubles, which is more likely at Warrison Park. That still ties up the game. And it, as you say, turns around, head down, runs, stops, turns, head up again, and just not only grabs the ball at the air, but probably, you know, he grabs the lead, he holds the lead. And at that point, I think that's the point where the Devils were struggling because that was the first time they'd had somebody on base from an actual hit for about three innings. They'd had base and balls in the previous one, but again, at, at two outs, it just wasn't productive at all. That was the point where they started threatening in the middle of the bunch, and it just, nope, we're going to stop that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. After all these years, he's still got the legs, and uh, of course he, he made a massive impact with the bat as well. Um, Marina, at this point, I want to take a wee quick trip back in time a couple of weeks uh, to the semi-final. Um, you guys in the semi-final were the fourth seed, just squeaked in in the last day of the AAA season. Don't want to dwell on that game too much because it's a long, a long day for, for us uh, Comets. Um, but you guys narrowly denied the Galaxy in fourth place. Uh, you're up against the number one seed Cannons who had absolutely blitzed the league and I think had pretty much won it um, by the All-Star break. Uh, they, they, they took their foot off the gas just a little bit toward the end of the season and you guys were able to take advantage of that. 6-2 win and what I've been told was an absolute classic itself in the semi-final. What did it mean to you guys to, first off, get into the postseason um, after your struggles in 2021 especially, um, beat the single, the, the the number one seed in the league champions to get into this, to get to this spot in the first place? Um, yeah, just um, honestly, incredible, incredible feeling for the whole team. I think um, we started off the season or um, – pretty strong we came out swinging but then we had a bit of a lull in the middle of the season that's when we started dropping the seeds a little bit and we're thinking oh you know what we we gotta pull our socks up if we want to make it in the playoffs and um at that point it's like well if we get in like let's let's give it everything we had and we had our full team there we had a great squad we had a really good game to get into the um into the postseason there and then yeah playing the cannons that was wow we had you know Nothing to lose, everything to gain in that spot, playing the top seed. And the Cannons, they're a fierce team. They're a big, heavy-hitting team. They are, yeah, they're great ball players. So we knew we had a, <laughs> definitely a game on our hands there. But um, I think that was one of the best games of baseball I'd ever had the opportunity to be a part of. Um, I thought it was just such a great game. Both teams played so well. I don't know if there were any real errors made in that game correct me if I'm wrong but I think it was just just a great great ball game um both teams played smart both teams played clean um yeah so I'm just wildly proud of my team and um yeah we're just so happy that we were able to get the opportunity to keep playing so the following week was supposed to be the Caledonia Classic obviously the the passing of Queen Elizabeth II uh, led to pretty much all sports um, being sort of pushed back the week. Did that extra week affect you guys' preparation in any way? Or was did it cause any extra nerves ahead uh, of the game? We had a little bit of worry that not all of our players were going to make the game that was changed. 
Um, I think there's a potential that um, if the game was moved to the 25th of following weekend, that Shenyan was going to be in London for that. So like, oh no, how the heck did we get him back? And I think <laughs> I think he was um, going to find a way to, to, to get back for the game and then go back to London. But even that, I mean, we had Ryan as well for this game on just this past Sunday. He was in somewhere down south um, working and he caught like a 2 a.m. bus to get to Edinburgh and wow. just hung out in the city and then <laughs> met us at the field. <laughs> like, you know, oh. We haven't slept yet. And he's like, yeah, I got a couple hours on the bus and you have no idea. He just comes out just raring to go all the time. So um, I think everyone made it, made it happen. They're like, yeah, no, I'm not missing this game for the world. Um, yeah, so it gave us an extra week to prepare and it was pretty relaxed. We weren't um, putting a whole lot of pressure on ourselves for practice, but just getting a lot of reps in and just um, making sure everyone stays healthy and um, ready to play in the finals. So, yeah, glad everyone made it. <laughs> that makes Ryan's uh, performance on Sunday all the more impressive because Ryan himself uh, out in centre field, he had an exceptional game. Oh, he's just awesome. Like, I can rely on that guy for anything. He's just his skills his baseball knowledge his speed um it's awesome he's gonna make something happen no matter where he is um and i just have so much faith in him out in the field there like he can track down anything his throw is insane like just so so lucky to have him and such a great um, batter as well he gets on the base i think he stole second he stole third he like once he got on first um yeah. i think his, his first um when he was on base there yeah he was just unstoppable Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, there's no rest for the wicked. You guys go again this coming Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's the single-A Caledonia Cup semi-final. We do things backwards in Baseball Scotland. The single-A comes after the triple-A for some reason. Um, but uh, you guys, as the number one seed uh, in single-A, you've got home advantage and you're playing this, the fourth seed Galaxy. What, how are your preparations coming along for that? Um, and what do you anticipate from that game? Yeah, um, well, really excited. There, um, we're having our training tomorrow, um, after this past Sunday. But um, yeah, we're looking to have a really good squad out. Um, I mean, single A's just been an incredible bunch um, of people as well. They're, we're always at practice together, we're always helping each other out. They've put in so many hours to help prep for AAA as well, even though they weren't playing the past three weeks. All those players are still coming out and um, putting in the reps and helping us out as well knowing they weren't getting as much batting practice time as the AAA players just because of uh, sunlight that we had as well. We had to really optimize the our practice time. But, um, yeah, that group has just been putting in so many hours for us, and um, we're really, yeah, just so, so proud of them. And they're such such a budding bunch of players as well. We've got such a mix of veterans as well that keep on just getting better and better. Um, we've got a bunch of new kids that have come and trying it out, and um, – yeah, it's looking so good. Um, not even just for this season, but even just the the following ones as well. We've got a lot of really, really good talent there. Um, so we're all pretty, pretty excited to play. And lastly, a word for the guy who, without without whom the breakers would not exist, uh, Jason West. Um, a word for a word for Jason West, Marina. Oh, geez, it, like just stop me. I could say three million words right now, but um, yeah, <laughs> honestly. It's it's monumental what Jason does for the team. Like we would have none of this if it weren't for him. He's out there day in, day out, getting everything sorted for us. Everything that we don't see in the background as well, all the admin, 
all the working with the council, um, fighting off people that are trying to, you know, take away our baseball field from us because they think we're destroying the land. Um, they know it's, it's sports. It's great. Um, <laughs> so, no, he's he's just um, yeah. We're, we're so lucky to have him. Um, the time and effort and heart and blood, sweat and tears. Literally, he's out there with a jackhammer. We had these rocks pop up in our field, um, and he's literally breaking apart rocks, <laughs> so, picking it up, throwing it over his shoulder, chuck it in the bush, go off to the next one. It's just he's unstoppable, and he's. Like you can just tell how much he cares about the team and um, it's really inspiring. And yeah, there's, there's not many words we can say because what can you say to someone that puts in that much effort and um, cares so much. So we're so grateful for, for him. Absolutely. What a legend Jason is. Uh, what an amazing team you guys have been this year. It's been a pleasure to face you guys. Um, one more time, just congratulations on this past Sunday. You guys earned it and then some. Um, all the best with the upcoming single A playoffs, uh, and I will see you potentially in two weeks' time. Uh, as uh, you and Paul and myself will be announcing the single A Caledonia Classic. Um, yes, you will be, you. <laughs> You're part of the crew now. Um, I don't know how I'm getting there either, so we'll work something out together. Um, <laughs> yeah, so thanks again, Marita, uh, for joining us on the show. Thanks very much, John, for having me. Now, Ewan, uh, that's us uh, pretty much wrapping things up. Uh, would you like to plug your podcast before you go? I've got various podcasts I can plug. I'll choose two. Um, one of them is it's technically on season, but it's still off season for those of you who love the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, I run a podcast there with a whole team behind me of that called Eurovision Insight, which comes out weekly and tells you all the news and uh you think of it like a sport right now, we're sort of not quite the transfer window. We're deciding on the new rules for the year. We're deciding where we're going to host it. Um, we might be in Glasgow. We might be in Newcastle. We might be in Manchester. Who knows? Um, and a lot of uh, broadcasters around Europe are basically doing trials at the moment to decide who they're going to put on TV to select their songs. So we're following all of those um, there. I like to describe it as if you like Eurovision Song Contest, it's like liking like in the FA Cup final, and then somebody tells you, you know there's football all year round. Same with Eurovision. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the other one, if, yeah, yeah, well, there's a podcast just for that. Uh, the other one is something a, a little bit more wholesome. It's called My Cat's Tale, and you'll find that at mycatstalepod.com. It's a weekly podcast where I sit down with guests uh, from across the internet. Question number one is, tell us about your cat. And then hilarity ensues. Or, or, or tragedy, or, or romance, or whatever. It's just cats. cats let's do, let, let's do a, cat. let's do a ball caps and bagpipes and my cat's tail crossover right now. You and ask me the question. Tell me about your cat. She died four years ago. Her name is Mitzi. How long did you have her? Eight, nine years, I think. Nine years. Yeah. See, already we can start spinning on. I mean, was she stray? Was she a rescue? Where did you find She her? was my grandmother's cat. Um, and then my grandmother passed, so I kind of kept her for a few years. But she's not here anymore. You kept the cat, not your grandma? Uh, neither of them are here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my, entire, my entire life uh, has collapsed around me, apparently, in the last eight years. <laughs> well, um, congratulations, John. Welcome to Therapy and Ball Caps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we had this chat, you and... There's, there's poor San Francisco baseball uh, with the logo fading away, much like much the, like the Giants. Team. 
Yeah. Much like the Giants. <laughs> Thank you so very much for joining me, Ewan. Uh, I'll catch you up with you in a fortnight at the Singley Caledonia Classic. And you can. We should probably do some rehearsals and run-throughs and decide how we're doing it first. Yeah, we'll 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 catch up on uh, Facebook yeah. with the we'll, big we'll guy. Find something. And and you can find out uh, just how bad our preparation is in two weeks' time when you do the live stream. Yeah, yeah, or great. We could be sitting. We could be the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be a life. Lives. Great. We'll do everything. The yeah. one play that I wanted to review for the scorecard was yes. just out of shot of the camera. <laughs> What's the so point? Yeah. Like, what is the point of, of having video replay for Baseball Scotland if it doesn't replay the bit you need to video replay? Maybe you need to set up your own camera at each base. I don't think we have the budget for that. My comments team mate Chris Kelly has cameras. He might be able to help. Uh, we need a portable switching desk. We need a lot of batteries. We need a mixing board. Oh, it starts getting complicated. Sounds like a next year problem to me, mate. Sounds like, any, sounds like a next year problem. Um, but yeah, for now, uh, I'll let you go just now, Ewan, and I'll catch up with you after the stream. Ta-ra for everybody now. So uh, it was an absolute pleasure. Thanks again to uh, Marina and Ewan for joining me this evening. Jason, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, is at work, at some kind of work function, and is expecting to be drinking until about 4 a.m., so he's not able to be here this week. Um, we should hopefully be back with uh, a show similar to this one after the single A Caledonia Classic um, and we'll ch try and get a chat with someone um, from the winning team uh, in, in the single A in the single A Cup um, let's quickly take another quick look at the schedule for this coming Sunday uh, in the Caledonia class, in the Caledonia Cup single A semi-finals, the four seed Galaxy are as we mentioned visiting the one seed Tayport Breakers, the single A division league champions. Um, the single A Comets are at home to the Edinburgh Knights in the other semi-final. Those games, I believe, first pitch is 12pm noon and they will go seven innings, which is an unusual um, wrinkle for a single A game. So it's going to be interesting to see how the seven inning game factors into uh, the single A play because we're not all that used to playing that many innings uh, as, as the Comets single A catcher was... Uh, saying just earlier today, like he's not sure if his knees are going to be able to hold out for seven innings. He's used to three, four innings over a two-hour game. So that's going to be interesting to see. And uh, again, I'll be back live with uh, Paul and Ewan for the live stream of the final. Um, thank you so much to everyone who joined us this past Sunday and thanks to everyone who's watched tonight. Uh, if you're watching this on demand, uh, leave us a, a like or a comment to let us know. Uh, of course, subscribe to Ball Caps and Bagpipes on YouTube uh, or at your podcast platform of choice. And uh, that's it from me until next time.